Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Just a man 
There's something beautiful about the harmonics of the two of you together in performance. It's just uh, mesmerizing almost in the audience, I think. Uh, for me, it's captivating. You know, it's, uh, it's, it's part of... What I try to explore in this podcast is what I call the invisible language, this, you know, this marriage of the words and the sounds. And you guys captured it on this record in that way. There's, you, you, you can't separate the two. They're completely intertwined you know, in song. Thanks. That's a good thing. Yeah. It is a good thing. And that's when you know it's working, I think. Yeah. What made you think of horn? I always forget what, why you went. What, what made you think of adding? Tr uh, lost in motion, the sax, you mean at the end? Sorry, yeah. Um, I don't have like a con concept of, uh, of why. I just heard it. I think that's the same with me with a lot of music stuff. I just hear it and then I, I, I won't be happy until I've done it. You know, and it, sometimes it's a, you know, a bit of an expense to get real instruments in. And I'm always kind of a stickler for trying to do that too. But yeah, I heard sax on it. I mean, it was just um, like a, you know, tenor sax in particular, kind of a low smoky sax on it. Um, for the the two melody bits, like the reintro and the middle eight. And then, um, and it just seems like it would be really cool to take it on a further journey and just have, you know, some crazy... Uh, sort of out improv on it, you know, that really took it um, out school, like no wave New York kind of way. And um, it's, yeah, it was really nice because you have this really melodic sort of foundation and then you have, you know, this blowing sax that goes, you know, on purpose and scronking here and there. And it's, it you know, it's a different way to build tension, you know. So you hear the sax in your head, and there's a lot of session sax musicians in your world, I imagine. Uh, how do you pick the sax player that's the guy to do that, that, that honky, honky, scrunky sound that you're looking for? I honestly don't know even how. I'm trying to demerit, but I immediately said, oh, my friend Matt Demerit, he's a great sax player. Um, That's with a lot of things on the record, and he was perfect for it. He really was, yeah. Thank goodness, you know. Like he's and he he actually came and played. We had a residence in in Los Angeles, and he and you know we had a full band for that one, which was really fun. I hope you get to see that someday because it's a whole different experience. Um, but he played with us live as well, and he's just such a great horn player. It's it's remarkable. And honestly, like, I can't help myself. I'm just going to expound a little bit on Kirk more because, you know, what you heard that you really liked is the, uh, you know, the duo, right? Yes. Uh, very recently we showcased um, at a film studio and we had kind of the duo, but then we added a pianist who played horn arrangements on keys as well and a cellist. And we had the full band at the residency, and each time we do this, Kirk uh, hand charts everybody's parts and oh. reconfigures the entire sonic landscape. So if you've gone to see us at, at, at let's say, each of those versions, you are seeing a completely different uh, sonic treatment to the record. And so that's uh, that's been like 
just awe-inspiring to, A, have someone that gifted be my collaborator so that yeah. time we play, people are like, wait, that's different than last time. And it's still that cool, but cooler in this way. And that, and that I've never had that. And I love that he's a stickler for things changing and that doesn't want things to sound every, you know, time for something to be nearly unsettling in that you're not sure what's going to happen or what's that sound? Where is it coming from? And, and what's funny is all the things he's like, you know, pretty sure will happen. We get back after each show or someone will come up and go, what's that thing that's doing that sound in that one part? And he's like, <laughs> he's like, see, I told you that's going <laughs> to One of my favorite instruments that I saw in your performance was um, the tap dance percussion and it felt or it sounded like um raindrops on a window pane and i was like oh rain is playing raindrops i thought that was really cool i don't know if that's what you were going for uh but tell me what how did that come about like because you know i when i think of tap dancing i think of shirley temple and you know little girls you don't think of like a grown-up you are grown-up right i am definitely a grown-up yeah yeah well. I'm very childish. Um, Depends who you ask. Yeah, that's true. That's funny. I mean, I I was a tap. I tapped as a child. I, I did all kinds of dance, and I love tap dance. I tapped as an adult in a cabaret. I was in in New York City, and I, for some reason that that song on the record does not have tap. And we were getting ready for a residency shows with a full band, and for some reason, right? Like one day, I was just like, I think I want to do. I'm going to tap on it. Yeah, I think I'm going to. Late. I just feel like it could like uh, doing something rhythmic with my feet. You know, it made me want to tap, and I I just made up a little routine, and I just started doing it rehearsals. I think all the band was like, "What the?" (laughs) (laughs) It wasn't like it was definitely like, "Huh?" Um, And but it feels so good to do. And I also yesterday I forget who we were talking to, and I said something like, "It's I'm a, you know, it's a forlorn tap dance." And it then, is that's an oxymoron. There is no like tap is like this happy-go-lucky jazz hands thing. And I was like, no, but the idea of, you know, what's really wild, and I'll share it with you now. So the idea of doing a tap dance in the song "Time Is a Killer" about you know, and how we're all afraid to die and we need to talk about it more. And like, what really is important? Is it important that you're, you know, stay angry at someone and then regret if they pass that you didn't forgive them like you were talking about? Or it's, it's a lot of subject matter, the actual lyrics, but for some reason it just felt totally right. And then, um, I went to a, a, a dance store to get my tap shoes. I'm a vegan and I wanted to get a vegan pair and they had them at this one particular show store and I was practicing the routine there and she was like oh uh you got the time step down and I didn't know that like I had choreographed this whole routine and like the main part that I was doing was called a the song time is the killer but it was again very stream of consciousness I didn't do that intentionally it was after the fact that I um was told by a dance instructor that was at the dance place where I got my shoes you're and, doing the time step and the time step is when tap people want to uh, keep in time with the, each other no it's or? an actual it's it's the actual dance part I do the like hop shuffle part of it when you saw it there's like you know I'm doing different tap thing uh in that short window. And one of the main things I do is called the time step. It's like hop, shuffle, slap, shuffle, ball change, hop, shuffle, slap, shuffle, ball change. That's the time step. 
But I didn't know that. I just said it was perfect. So for time is a killer. There's a lot of time stuff in there. And I really love the tap, especially in the duo, because um, there's really nothing going. It, like we're, There's not a lot of instrumentation, and you're able to hear that I did make it to create 